Hello, Brandeis community. Good morning. Welcome to episode 13, I believe, of the Udcast. This is Head of School Dan Glass with you once again, exploring the Souls curriculum, recorded live here in the Sound Lab at the Brandeis School of San Francisco. Uh, welcome to an early morning edition of the Yudcast, uh, you likely don't know this, but the norm for me is uh, I get up, uh, you know, at my usual time on Thursday mornings, and I sit and write the word of the week, uh, usually in my living room, and uh, and then generally I don't record this Yudcast until uh, late morning or close to midday. Um, but it is 8:30 right now. 8.30 in the morning on Thursday, December 1st. Just come in from crosswalk duty. I've got my big cup of coffee here. It's cold outside, but warm here in the sound lab. Uh, I hope you are cozy wherever you are and whenever you are listening to this. So um, today's Yudcast is, is going to be much about uh, my mother. Today is her yard site. Um, and I thought I would start, it is our tradition, as you all know now, uh, to begin each week with a poem. So I thought I'd begin with uh, Kaddish, uh, Allen Ginsberg's um, really powerful uh, memorialization of his mother. Um, so we'll, we'll start with it and see how far we get. This is Kaddish for Naomi Ginsberg, 1894. 1956. <clears throat> Strange now to think of you, gone without corsets and eyes, while I walk on the sunny pavement of Greenwich Village, downtown Manhattan, clear winter noon, and I've been up all night, talking, talking, reading the Kaddish aloud, listening to Ray Charles Blues shout blind on the phonograph, the rhythm, the rhythm, and your memory in my head three years after, and read Adonai's last triumphant stanzas aloud, wept, realizing how we suffer, and how death is that remedy all singers dream of, sing, remembering prophecy as in the Hebrew anthem or the Buddhist book of answers, and my own imagination of a withered leaf at dawn, dreaming back through life, your time, and mine accelerating toward apocalypse, the final moment, the flower burning in the day, and what comes after, looking back on the mind itself that saw an American city a flash away, and the great dream of me or China, or you and a phantom Russia, or a crumpled bed that never existed, like a poem in the dark, escaped back to oblivion. Mm. Um, could go on. Uh, that's close to a page there uh, in this uh, City Lights Pocket Poet series books, uh, probably made most famous by Ginsburg's Howell. Uh, so, you know, they're sort of, they're small, smallish, maybe four by five inch books. And so that was about a page of the first section of Kaddish. Uh, the first section goes, runs one, two, 
three, four, five, five and a half pages. Um, and uh, the poem itself um, it runs uh, quite a bit more than that. It's really uh, powerful, beautiful um, memorialization, memory of his mother. Um, and, uh, yeah, interesting, interesting book. So, uh, today, December 1st, is my mother's yard site, as I said. Eight, eighth yard site this year, which is always in tune and age with my older daughter, Sonia, who shared three weeks on this earth with my mom. And so I was sitting this morning in the light of the computer screen and a yard site candle just lit shining from the kitchen, thinking of Allen Ginsberg's opener to his cottage for his mother. Strange now to think of you, gone without corsets and eyes, while I walk on the sunny pavement of Greenwich Village. It would have been weird to ever think of my mother in a corset. She was not a woman much concerned with the traditional trappings of the feminine. But there remains still these eight years on the almost somatic estrangement of realizing again that she is not here, walking these foggy or sunny streets with us. We do more than miss the family we lose, I think. As Helen MacDonald put it beautifully in H's for Hawk, which I believe I've mentioned elsewhere, there is a time in life when you expect the world to always be full of new things. And then comes a day when you realize that it is not how it will be at all. You see that life will become a thing made of holes, absences, losses, things that were there and are no longer. And you realize, too, that you have to grow around and between the gaps, though you can put your hand out to where the things were and feel that tense, shiny dullness of the space where the memories are. That shining dullness is always particularly close at hand for me around Thanksgiving, the last family holiday we shared with my mom. And so my siblings and I make a point of being together when we can and of reaching out to each other when we can't. This year, several of us congregated at my dad and stepmother's home in Santa Cruz, including my 93-year-old grandmother, who I picked up from the Jewish home here in San Francisco, and we had ourselves a day Beautiful food, bountiful pies, excellent beer. I brought a growler of Magnolia Brewing Company's Proving Ground IPA, which I uh, really recommend to any of you. And the cousins, our kids, tumbled together in play. And football, of course. There was football, that most U.S. American of gladiatorial exhibitions. Growing up in the Bay Area in the 1980s, before we all knew so much and felt so uncomfortable about concussions and their impact on athletes' brains, I watched the ballet of the West Coast offense as it came into being with Bill Walsh's 49er teams, the calm of Joe Montana, and the effortless grace of Jerry Rice. So while I don't make time much for football anymore, and the 49ers are a depressing sideshow to actual football anyway, I do enjoy it as a backdrop to Thanksgiving. This year, I was struck not so much by the games themselves, but by one of the commercials that seemed to be on repeat in the interstitches. It was for a Samsung VR set, which seems to consist of a phone and a pair of large goggles with which to strap said phone onto your face. Insert joke here, as my brother-in-law Kyle did, about the merits of strapping something onto your face that has issues lately with spontaneously combusting. 
The subjects in the commercials were largely older, though always in connection with younger people nearby, around a couch, sitting on a stoop. Grandparent-aged people who would wear these devices in the commercial and wave their arms around or sit in amazement, facsimiles of awe. The commercials clearly wanted to communicate the wow moment of virtual reality, of feeling in your body that you are suddenly elsewhere, in a different world. I suppose the generational argument being made is that such fun is not just for kids. As an educator and as a parent, watching these commercials is both terrifying and exciting. I see the power of immersion, of not just teaching about ancient history, but actually virtually walking through ruins as you do so, of sitting virtually in the Globe Theater to see Romeo and Juliet performed of building virtual bridges and watching trains chug across them to test your learning in fourth grade about weight and measurement and physics. What power, what possibility. And at the same time, I see these people reaching their hands out to grope at empty air, and I wonder what is the loss, the absence, that they are feeling for in that virtually full whole. Will we sit there in that imagined future, across an imagined table, and talk with the loved ones we've lost, and rather than light candles and sit with the holiness and the brokenness of their being gone? I've been listening to Leonard Cohen a fair bit in the weeks since his passing, though usually doing so fills me with a sweet sadness. Last night, as I drove to meet with a group of poets working on translating prayer into poetry, I listened to Hallelujah, thinking of my mother. This verse in particular resonated as it rang out in my car. You say I took the name in vain. I don't even know the name. But if I did, well, really, what's it to you? There's a blaze of light in every word. It doesn't matter which you heard, the holy or the broken. Hallelujah. He had such a talent for celebrating the connection between the light and the dark the same flickering and dissipating here in my living room as the sun slowly rises to greet the day. Holy, 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 even the loss, even the fear, and all those whose absence fills our days. And with that, I wish you all weekends full of blazing light, my friends. A good Shabbos to all of you listening on Shabbat, and uh, stay warm out there.